Hi, Scott Walker here. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Freedom Fighters. This week I'm back out at the Reagan Ranch just outside of Santa Barbara, California. And it's interesting thinking about President Reagan, of course, our 40th president, uh, someone, as I've said before, that I came of age during President Reagan. Uh, I was 12 when he first ran for president in 1980, probably as much as anyone other than my parents. He had an impact on who I am, certainly politically, not only as a conservative and a Republican, but particularly uh, as an optimist. But now, being out here at the ranch, I, I think particularly this week, specifically about a couple of things that we've seen. Since a week ago, uh, we saw the massive problems that we see in the Middle East, particularly with the attacks on Israel, with the retaliation, the pushback there. I, I know many of you saw the image I posted it the other day of the Iron Dome and the effect that it had of the missiles coming in, uh, shots being fired against uh, Israel uh, from the terrorist, and in return, the Iron Dome and the technology of being able to to really stop overwhelmingly stop so many of those missiles from hitting their targets uh, in the uh, state of Israel itself. In many ways, it brought me back to the days when Ronald Reagan, uh, particularly in the latter years of his presidency, talked about the Strategic Defense Initiative. Uh, that uh, at the time was called Star Wars by many. I, I thought back this past week specifically about how many liberals and how many in the media, as I've often said uh, plenty of times, uh, those two are indistinguishable between the left and the media, but how many in the media uh, really took a shot at what President Reagan was talking about with SDI. Uh, I know that thankfully the one person that took him absolutely seriously was Mikhail Gorbachev. And a great book called Reagan at Reykjavik details, uh, I think significantly puts out the details of what it was like at that summit at Reykjavik in Iceland and how the president's absolute commitment, not, not just to using SDI to protect the American people, but that he was willing to offer it to the Soviets as well, to, to protect the entire world, to keep us from what many of us felt at the time as young people specifically. My generation was concerned about nuclear proliferation, this idea that if one nuclear arsenal was used and the other side would use that, then in, in the end, we'd all lose. And Reagan was about peace through strength. He had the strength to back it up. Uh, we saw that for all the talk back then about how SDI couldn't be possible. That's essentially uh, what the Israeli people, uh, what the government has used, uh, the Iron Dome technology that protects themselves. Uh, vitally important this week, and we saw it in those visual pictures. We also saw the oil lines. Uh, you know, the gas lines uh, it brought me back to the late 1970s when Jimmy Carter was president of the United States when we had an oil embargo and gas lines. Again, we got high gas prices, massive lines. A number of folks, my staff, particularly folks who live out on the East Coast, uh, were uh, in line. In fact, they were sending around a, uh, a website where you could find where gas stations had the shortest lines and actually had gas available. These things are directly attributable to the failure and leadership from Joe Biden. Why so many talking about Biden's presidency really being a return to the Jimmy Carter era? This is what it's all about. We saw that in the recent job numbers just a week ago, uh, where the projections were to be about a, a million new jobs would have uh, come out in the month of April. Instead, we saw about a quarter of that. And more dismal news, I think, for a variety of reasons that the president himself, President Biden, that is, felt, I think, at least his team felt so bad about those numbers. They came out last Monday and, and had to hold a press conference on them and then specifically had to talk about the reasons why he didn't think uh, the job numbers were affected by 
things like the policy of continuing to pay people more on unemployment than what they were making even before they employed. I saw it here in Santa Barbara. I saw it the other day in St. Louis. I've seen it all across the country. Then in places, hospitality industry in particular, uh, dependent on workers and restaurants and taverns, hotels and other accommodations. People were making $10, $15 an hour before, and now they're being paid, in some cases, as much as twice as much as what they made previously. No wonder they don't want to go back to work. You know, public assistance, I've said time and time again, should be more like a trampoline and less like a hammock. Sadly, with the policies of this administration, they continue to be more like a hammock, and we can't get back to work. People aren't going to create more jobs if they can't fill the jobs that they have. Again, uh, another one of those indicators that's very much like the economic uh, stagnation, the, the uh, malaise I remember people talking about uh, in the late 1970s going into the 1980 election. I mean, Ronald Reagan said it well, uh, a recession is when your, your, uh, your neighbor doesn't have a job, a depression is when you don't have a job, and recovery is when Jimmy Carter doesn't have his. We can update that now more than four decades later and apply that same thing in the future to when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't have theirs, and we finally can have some people back in the leadership of our nation's federal government who actually believe in the American people. We've seen it work in places like Florida with Ron DeSantis and other pro-freedom-minded governors and leaders across the country. We can have it in our nation's capital yet again. Until next time, I'm Scott Walker. Thanks for joining us, and keep fighting for freedom. Thank you.